You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Lindsay Geller, Nadeline Mija, and Lydia Wang from the March 2023 edition. Science of Friendships Out of practice in the PAL production department, whether you want to master maintaining already tight bonds or forge brand new ones that'll bolster your well-being for years to come, you can put these research-backed strategies into play today. The Golden Girls were on to something when they said, well, sang, thank you for being a friend. Romantic relationships and family ties garner much of the attention, but friendship is the unsung hero of a fulfilling life. In fact, as you age, Friendships become a stronger predictor of your health and happiness than family relationships, according to research by Michigan State University associate professor and social and personality psychologist William Chopik, Ph.D. Friendships influence your well-being so much, another of Chopik's studies found, that when friends are a source of strain, people report more chronic illnesses. But when a squad is supportive, folks tend to be happier. One remarkably simple reason, friendships are relationships of choice, says Chopik. You have a friend because you want to spend time with them, whereas with family, you may have less flexibility. Not only do you decide who you spend your precious free time with, but you also choose how you spend it, which is usually on a leisure activity. Unlike divvying up household chores or suffering through small talk at a family obligation, catching up with your college buds over a laugh-filled meal reduces stress, says Chopik. During the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic, the oft-overlooked importance of friendship came to the fore, as did the emphasis on choice. Who was worth your FaceTime? There's informal evidence to suggest that lockdown made people reevaluate their friendships, says Robin Dunbar, PhD, an emeritus professor of evolutionary psychology at Oxford University. People didn't contact some of those less close friendships, and as a result, they were inexorably weakened. The connections you most likely cut, your 50 or so party friends, says Dunbar because social gatherings were few and far between until 2022. You didn't see these friends, who get only a limited amount of your time anyway, as often. But, he adds, dynamics change in the best of times. Old pals move to the outer layers of your circle as new ones rise in rank. Researchers theorize that this tendency to prune superficial relationships in favor of meaningful connections only increases as we age because the less time you have on Earth, 
the more time you want to spend with the people who make you happy. Plain and simple. Circle of friendship life. Despite the positive impact of a solid network on our long-term well-being, building and sustaining one often falls to the wayside in favor of external obligations, like career goals and caretaking duties, and internal obstacles like self-doubt. Even before the pandemic, there was a global friendship crisis in which people reported feeling lonelier than ever, says Chopik. Increased isolation only exacerbated this experience, so that when people came out of the more dramatic stages of the pandemic, they struggled to remake friends because they lost two years of practice and experience, says Chopik. Sound like you in some form? It's okay to admit, we're a pal and a confidant. Plus, we've tapped experts for their top tips on putting your best friendships forward, whether you're continuing connections or making new ones. Just do it. Obstacle-proof your existing friendships. Newsflash. Unlike cruise ships, friendships don't fare well on autopilot. In fact, those who believed friendships should be easy and took a passive approach to maintaining them were lonelier than those who thought they took the effort. Found a study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. Ahead, how to overcome companionship-crushing obstacles and secure a bond built to last. When you're pressed for time. Choice is inherent here. Deciding who's deserving of your time is often easier than figuring out how to balance the hours required to boost that bond with other responsibilities. But just like you would hate to skip leg day, you wouldn't want to skimp on filling up your social cup, right? Schedule around PPP. When it comes to platonic relationships, split your time into three areas, purpose, pleasure, and play, says Melanie Ross Mills, PhD, a temperament therapist and author of The Friendship Bond. Purpose describes making a difference together, such as volunteering. Pleasure means enjoying the good things in life, like dinners and vacations. And play is about experiencing new things with one another. All three areas create memories and build bonds, says Mills. Make fun part of your routine. Even the busiest besties can streamline hangouts so you always have time for friend day. Get it? Instead of engaging texts to find a time when you're both free, set a ritual like weekly trivia night, so you have a set reoccurring event. This way, it's built into your schedule and doesn't require much effort, says clinical psychologist Andrea Bonoir, PhD, author of The Friendship Fix. Stack your time. A lot of us say, oh, I just don't have time because we're looking for additional hours instead of layering the time we do have, says female friendship coach, Danielle Barnard Jackson. Say you only have three social hours this weekend, 
Instead of wishing for more, make a mundane chore like laundry more fun by hopping on a 30-minute call with a friend. You get to check in with your fave while checking off those ugh errands. Win-win. When you're long distance. Your BFF just moved across the country, and now your ship is, sigh, separated by a few thousand miles. While spur-of-the-moment hangs are off the table, your only form of FaceTime doesn't have to be FaceTime. Go on a palcation. Maybe you can't visit each other on the reg, but you can plan a yearly trip together so you don't drift apart, says Benoit. Between, this doesn't need to be an expensive getaway. Stay a few days in a smaller city or at a countryside Airbnb. Embrace the power of snail mail. Handwritten letters and care packages require a bit more effort and creativity than a casual text, signaling to your friend that they're top of mind. Maybe you can even plan to send each other care packages and talk on the phone while putting them together, revealing as much or as little about the contents as you like. Figuring out how to creatively spend time together so the relationship doesn't go stale or fizzle is key, says Jackson. But don't ditch the digital tools. Social media may seem to be pulling us apart rather than bringing us together, but it doesn't take away from in-person interactions, according to a study from the University of Kansas. Instead, it's used to compensate for lost social connections, says lead study author Jeffrey Hall, PhD. To level up your long-distance platonic love, create a virtual version of whatever rituals you used to do IRL, like a Zoom watch party when a shared show premieres, complete with cocktails and snacks, perhaps sent via care package. When you're in different life stages. To quote Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. But just because you and your closest pal are growing up doesn't mean you have to grow apart. Acknowledge your differences. POV. Your best friend recently got married and while you're happy for them, you can't relate to their life, and you worry your friend will lose interest. Instead of assuming the worst and distancing yourself, tell your friend you want to remain close, despite these differences. Articulating this intention will help ensure it happens, says Jackson. Firm up common ground. Maybe you don't know what it means to have a newborn, but you can think back to a time when you were nervous about a life change and how much you appreciated having someone in your corner. We get so hyper fixated on the details that we overlook how we can relate to the other person, says Jackson. Tighten loose ties. Even as you nourish existing ones, also invest in newish connections, like the friend of a friend who lives in the city you just moved to. Who knows? This link may become a strong bond. Just do it. Spark new connections. If you could use another pal or two, you're not alone, even if, well, you feel as if you are. 
Over 60% of us report loneliness on a regular basis, says Shasta Nelson, author of Friendtimacy, How to Deepen Friendships for Lifelong Health and Happiness. When reaching out to someone, the odds are in your favor that they need it, want it, and would be open to it. So where has your next best friend been all this time? Closer than you might think. In the workplace, any successful friendship contains three components, consistent interaction, vulnerability, and positive emotions, says Nelson. It's easy to check off that first box with coworkers, especially if you're in an office or in-person work environment, because consistent interaction is built in. Meeting, arrive early to spend time with each other around the edges, of a scheduled interaction, she says. Whether IRL or WHF, vulnerability is another key to connecting with colleagues. Often at work, we're only showing this one very professional side of ourselves, says psychologist Marissa G. Franco, PhD, a professor and the author of Platonic, How the Science of Attachment Can Help You Make and Keep Friends. But vulnerability doesn't have to be your deepest, darkest secrets. It can be your hobbies, interests, and family life. As for sparking positive emotions, this might sound ridiculously simple and obvious, but try to be a good teammate and friend at once. Ask yourself, how do I make my coworkers feel? Am I helping? Do I cheer for them? Can they trust I'll be proud of them? Nelson says. Naturally empowering and supporting your coworkers can lead to stronger bonds, but can also improve your performance and morale at work, says Franco. People with friends at work are more engaged, more likely to be retained, and more innovative. Those benefits extend beyond your nine to five per a new study from the University of Bath's School of Management in England. Employees take the support received from a caring coworker home with them and transfer it to their partner, which can amp up that partner's creative thinking at their workplace. Job Squad Goals In the Neighborhood Moving to a new place often means starting from scratch, introducing yourself to neighbors, meeting others at local events, and joining community organizations. For those who made the move peak pandemic, you may not have had this opportunity until recently, and now it feels too late. It's not. It just might feel a little uncomfortable, and that's okay. Fact of life. Meeting strangers is never not awkward, says Nelson. Still, she and Franco recommend stopping by your neighbor's homes with freshly baked cookies or wine. You can share contact information and offer to help in case of emergency says Nelson. And if a neighbor seems friendly, don't be afraid to ask them for help too. Doing favors bonds both people, Nelson says. If you borrow some eggs from the woman next door, she'll feel good about helping. Plus, it'll give you a chance to reconnect and, if you have kids of similar ages, initiate a play date where you can bond further. The easiest part about making friends in this case? We're programmed to like people as they grow familiar to us, 
science says. So when you become a regular at a workout class, attend a weekly event, or even go on daily walks, you'll encounter the same people, which can tap into the mere exposure effect. Our unconscious tendency to like people the more we see them, says Franco. Then you just have to strike up a convo. Try the insight and question method, where you comment on something about your shared circumstance and ask the other person a question about it, says Franco. Like, I always love this lavender latte. What do you order? In a relationship, getting more serious with a partner offers tons of friend-making ops. And of course, Clicking with your SO squad can help your ship too. When first meeting their friends, whether you're on a double date or at a housewarming party as a plus one, lean into positivity, suggests Nelson. Start the convo with validating and affirming statements like, I'm so excited to meet you. I've heard great things about you, she says. Once you've nailed the first impression, you might find you work in the same field as your partner's old roommate. Or maybe you love their tight-knit friend group and want to get to know each member individually. But the bigger the group, the harder it is to get to know each person, says Franco. So start small and focus on one connection at a time. If you feel nervous about a one-on-one hangout, you can invite your partner too, as it might help both parties be more at ease. But there are a lot of perks to a bonding sesh sans SO. When you're with your partner, you naturally tap into one side of yourself, Franco says. But new and different sides might come out when on your own. Through a hobby. Remember, consistency is key to burgeoning buds. This is why friendship experts say, volunteer or join a gym, explains Nelson. It's not that those things make better friends, It's that if you're consistent at those things, you're seeing the same people. To take a friendship outside of your regular rock climbing class or book club, you have to repot it. Franco says, when you vary the settings in which you interact, it tends to deepen the friendship. So go ahead and suggest that post-climb happy hour. After a life change. Seeking out and spending time with new friends who can identify, validate, and empathize with your life experience is a powerful form of community support. Says Hope Kelleher, LCSW. Think going through a divorce, a retirement, or the trials of early parenthood. People in life transitions are particularly open to connection. Franco says, if you reach out, they're more likely to be open to it. Next time you're worried about cold messaging the other, just started employee at work? Think of it as phoning a new friend. That brings us to the end of today's article, Science of Friendships. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, just follow us by clicking on any of the social media links found at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. 
I'm Don Larry, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.